0: Everyone, we wanted to take a quick moment to thank you all for joining us today. This podcast was recorded and is made available to you by Whitley Penn LLP and WP Wealth LLP solely for informational purposes. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are general in nature and are not intended to be construed as the provision of financial or investment advice by Whitley Pin or WP Wealth. The information discussed in this podcast is accurate as of the day it was recorded, but may then become outdated over time. Please feel free to contact us if you have any questions, comments, or concerns in regard to the content presented. Thank you again for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this episode.
1: the next installment of Start Now, Success Later. My name is Brandon Russ and I'm an Associate Advisor at Whitley Penn in the WP Wealth Group. Today we will be navigating through employee benefits. To help guide us in the right direction, I am joined by Jessica Sabedra, HR and Employee Benefits for Whitley Penn. Hi Jessica, how are you doing today?
0: Hello. I am doing well. Thank you for having me on today.
1: No problem. Thanks for coming on. Um, Can you quickly introduce yourself and explain a little bit about your role here at Whitley-Penn?
0: Sure. Uh, My name is Jessica Sebedra and I've worked in uh, public accounting for 10 years. Uh, I currently work in in the Human Resources Department here at Whitley-Penn in our beautiful Fort Worth office in downtown. Uh, I handle primarily benefits, including enrollment, terminations of benefits, FMLA, leave of absence, COBRA administration. Um, I also handle some other aspects of HR, including talent acquisition, employee relations, and employee engagement.
1: And an eye for talent you have. Jessica was actually involved in interviewing me when I was coming on board at Whitley-Penn.
0: Yes, that's right. <laughs> I, yeah, I did.
1: Um, all right, so let's just jump into it, Jessica. Um, so the health insurance section of our of an employee benefits guide is littered with acronyms. Uh, can you give us an overview of some of the differences between a PPO versus an EPO?
0: Sure, absolutely. So yeah, we um, we heavily rely on acronyms. Uh, those are the easiest way for us to uh, refer to certain plans that we have and. Uh, For instance, we have the uh, PPO plan, which is the preferred provider organization. These are our medical plans that I'm going to kind of talk to you about, um, which is often referred to as a PPO plan or buy-up plan, and it's a health insurance plan that provides maximum benefits uh, if you visit an in-network physician or provider, but still proves uh, uh, some coverage for out-of-network providers as well. Uh, Then we have the exclusive provider organization, which is often referred to as EPO. Uh, It is a plan where services are covered only if you go to doctors, specialists, or hospitals in the plans network. Uh, HMO is, you know, that stands for health maintenance organization and members of HMO plans must go to the network providers to get medical care and services. Uh, That doesn't mean that they can't see a doctor who's outside the HMO network, but unless it's an emergency, the member may have to pay the whole cost for their medical care. Um, I always recommend making sure that your doctor is within network before making any choices.
1: So, I'm supposed to be an adult now, which means I can't really rely on my mom to uh, pick my plan for me. How do I know which plan is best for me?
0: Well, uh, you know, that depends on your situation or your circumstances. Um, ultimately, it is up to you to decide what plan is best for you. But, it, uh, you know, I think that just kind of going through them and each plan that your employer offers, uh, just make sure that you kind of get informed and see which plan offers uh, the best that fits you or what fits you best.
1: Definitely. Um, so there are a couple more acronyms that you know you'll probably stumble across when electing your benefits. Can you uh, give us a quick breakdown of HSA versus FSA?
0: Sure. Uh, so the health savings account, which is the HSA, you know, I like to think of that as the HSA plans as a mini four hundred one k. It is a type of savings account that allows you to set aside money on a pre tax basis to pay for qualified qualified medical expenses. Um, the HSA uh, is employee um, and s- sometimes employer contributions as well depending on your employer if they want to make those either matching contributions or not. Um, um,
1: sorry to cut you off there but I do want to add one thing. Um, for any uh, employee contributions that you do make to your HSA, uh, they do lower your uh, taxable income for that year dollar for dollar. So. Uh, that's kind of what Jessica was alluding to um, by talking about pre-tax basis, but that is one big thing to know.
0: Yes, absolutely, it is a definitely a, a savings for you. Um, now the the twenty twenty one HSA maximum contribution amount for individual. Uh, is three thousand six hundred, and the family is uh,
1: seventy two hundred. So, is that a combined between employee and employer, or is that just employee contributions? Is that three thousand six hundred.
0: That is a just employee individual uh, contribution.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so HSA sounds pretty sweet. A lot of benefits with that. Why might someone go with the FSA route instead? Are there different contribution thresholds, different um, you know rules associated?
0: Yes, so the Flexible Spending Account, also known as FSA, uh, allows employees to set aside pre-tax dollars to pay for both qualified health care and dependent care expenses. Uh, Contributions are pre-taxed and distributions are untaxed. Uh, Currently the FSA limits for 2021 is set at $27.50 per household. Um, One thing to note about that, if you are participating in a health savings account, uh, you can also you can only participate in a limited healthcare FSA, and that's across the board. Um, which means you can still participate in both HSA and FSA, but you can only use your FSA dollars towards dental and vision expenses only.
1: All right, good to know. So speaking of dental and vision, uh, I know dental is pretty important. I, I won't argue with you about that, but I personally don't have glasses or contacts, and never have. Do I need the vision?
0: Well, you know, again, it's ultimately up to you uh, to decide if you, if you really want that plan or not. Um, you may want, if you want to choose that plan, you can, uh, however, it just really all depends on um, if, if you really just want to pay for that, uh, basically, I mean, if you want to have it just in case, if you want to, if, you're, if you have, actually have, uh, need to get an eye exam later on, then you can definitely know that you have that insurance to, to back you up there.
1: Perfect. I guess just something to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so kind of switching gears here to some of the less glitzy benefits you may be offered—more um, like life insurance, disability, uh, legal services, etc. What are these benefits, and as a young person, do I really need them uh, at this point? Disability seems, you know, kind of morbid, pretty far right. off in the future. So, is it something I should consider? <laughs>
0: Uh, well, you know, I will say that short-term disability, um, the easiest way to think of, of that is it's insurance for your income. So for example, if something happens to you uh, that's going to cause you to be out of work for a while and you don't have any enough PTO to cover that entire time that you're out, uh, short-term disability is a great benefit to, to have to supplement your, your income. So. You just never know what could happen in the future. Let's say that you have, you know, your leg breaks or something like that and you're out, then, you know, at least you have that short term disability to fall back on.
1: What about life insurance? Uh, You know, it is kind of planning for something pretty far down the road and not a lot of people are thinking about it at this stage in the game. Uh, Should I consider this as well?
0: Absolutely. Uh, Life insurance is also a great thing to have. you know, nobody wants to think about passing away or, you know, nobody thinks about that at all. Well, I hope not. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it is a—it's something that, you know, that you can insurance that will go to your beneficiary. Um, which brings up another good point um, on beneficiaries that, you know, I just want to point out that it is very important that you update your beneficiary every year. And the reason for that is, you know, let's just happen hypothetically say that if you get married and then that doesn't work out and uh, you had your beneficiary set, you know, with your your ex-spouse at that time, well, you know, pass away, then you certainly don't want that money to go to them.
1: So... (laughs) (laughs) They might, but you might not. Uh, So that is a good point. And I know it's something that our group is actually gonna be focusing on the next few months is to review a lot of beneficiary designations. So that is a good point to bring up. Um, Okay, so let's say uh, I'm someone that is a little further on in my career now. Um, I'm going to be getting married soon what impact does this have on my benefits will I need to make any changes uh, if so when would I when can I make those changes
0: well um, so congratulations for one <laughs> <laughs> open enrollment typically happens once a year and it's um, it's that only time of, the, of year that you can make any changes to your benefits whether you want to drop a plan that you had previously elected or enroll into another. Uh, however, you know, going back to your question, um, if you experience a qualifying life event uh, that results in a gain or loss of insurance for yourself and or your dependents, uh, you do have that opportunity to make changes to your benefits at that point within 30 days of the event. So um, some of the examples of, of quali- qualifying life event could include, as you said, the marriage or divorce, birth or adoption, gain or loss of coverage, and any life event that's you know, occurring in your life
1: right so loss of coverage um, I just turned 26 I'm no longer allowed on my parents plan uh, does that mean I'm completely on my own immediately what are what are some options I have
0: well you do have a couple of options uh, once you cease dependency uh, from your parents plan uh, you know you could enroll into the into your current employers plan uh, or you can also elect Cobra, which is uh, as a continuing continuing coverage um, through your parents' plan. So, for instance, if you once you turn 26 um, and you decide that you do not want to enroll into your employer's benefit plans, and at that point you can elect Cobra uh, to continue coverage through Cobra, which is um, you know a continuation of plan coverage. Uh, when it would otherwise end because of a life event, which in this case, your life event would be because you're ceasing dependency and turning to age 26.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you're not exactly all on your own. You do have a little bit of a catch safe in Cobra. Uh, the one thing to keep in mind though is that Cobra can be very expensive, but at the end of the day, it is still cheaper than no insurance at all. So right. on the flip side of that, uh, I am going through another life event Um, And I'm looking to add people to my plan. Uh, Who all is eligible to be added as a dependent? Can I add a girlfriend, a sibling, Uh, does it have to be a spouse?
0: Uh, No, uh, actually, you cannot add your girlfriend or a sibling, unfortunately, but um, a dependent is a qualifying person other than the taxpayer or their spouse who entitles uh, a taxpayer to claim a dependency exemption on their tax return. Um, So a taxpayer that can demonstrate that they have a dependent may also be able to use that filing status to qualify for certain tax credits.
1: Well, that that works out because I don't have a girlfriend, so no worries about that. But guys, uh, if you do have a question on who could be a dependent, um, check with your HR team. That's what they're here for. So um, they'll be able to clarify any questions you have.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, speaking of spouses, what about maternity leave, uh, potentially paternity leave as well? Uh,
0: yeah. So that depends on the employer if, if they offer maternity leave or paternity paternity leave as a benefit. Not all employers do. Uh, I do actually want to point out uh, the difference between um, uh, paid maternity leave or paternity leave versus uh, FMLA, which is Family Medical Leave Act. Uh, FMLA is an un, unpaid job protection uh, for up to 12 weeks, whereas paid maternity maternity leave, depending if the employer offers it, um, can offer paid leave. So uh, that's very important to know because uh, I know we get a lot of uh, young professionals that come straight out of college, and um, they really don't understand the concept of the two FMLA versus maternity leave, and they think it's paid. So I think it's important to, to, to know that.
1: Yeah, I actually had no idea that those were two separate things. So uh, that's good to know.
0: You learn Um, something every day. That
1: is true. Um, So if someone has questions regarding uh, benefits, where can they look for help? What's What's a good starting point?
0: Well, I will say for all of our Whitley Penn employees, um, I would recommend going to the homepage of our HRAS system, uh, and you can find some helpful information there, uh, or you can also reach out to me anytime. Uh, For everyone else, uh, I would definitely recommend reaching out to their benefit administrator or their human resources department.
1: All right, Jessica. Um, We are just about out of time here. Um, Do you have any closing thoughts to wrap this up?
0: Uh, yeah, so one of the misconceptions about HR is that, uh, you know, people tend to think that we're all about rules and compliance and policies, which which is true, uh, but our job is to tackle any HR-related questions that employees may have, including benefits. Um, although benefits can be a complex subject, you know, HR is always there for, you know, if you ever need assistance, um, you know, after all, we are your friends with benefits. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh <laughs> um, yeah definitely um, your HR department is here to help everyone so uh, make sure you're leveraging them as needed uh, Jessica thank you for coming on I think I speak for all of our listeners when I say we learned a lot today okay. um, and thank you guys for tuning in this week um, please like comment subscribe to the Whitley Pen Talks podcast channel wherever you listen to your podcasts Also, visit our website, WPWealth.com, and give us a follow on LinkedIn. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks.